Welcome to the Bible Talks with Josh and Heather. The Bible Talks is a show that discusses deep theology in a simple way. We help make the greatest truths of the Bible accessible to all seekers, students, and saints. This show promises to be engaging, entertaining, and hopefully enlightening. If you're interested in theology but you don't consider yourself a theologian, this is the show for you. We are Josh and Heather Tice. We minister to and lead Southern Hills Baptist Church in Las Vegas. We love each other, love theology, and we love to talk. We have three different types of episodes. Sometimes it'll be theological discussions. Other times it'll be biblical fascinations. And at other times it'll be personal applications from the Bible. You can find this and previous episodes on our iTunes podcast or at KVXL 101.1 Experience Liberty Radio. We always begin with a little bit of fun. So, Heather, let's get started. Okay. So this is episode one. Episode one. <laughs> Here we are. You know what's interesting? There are going to be people, they found this episode on episode 48. And then they think, you know what? Let's yeah. go all the way back to episode one and listen to it. And now they're listening. Well, that's bad because we're saving the best stuff for like episode 48. Yeah. So if We've you're listening now, you know. <laughs> 100 episodes and I'm this is episode kidding. one. I'm just kidding. You're kid- Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Episode one. Here we go. We like to begin with something fun. So what yes. are we doing? And so I always ask a question. Yeah. And the question I have for you today yes. is what is the best gift you've ever received? Best gift I've ever received. Well, it's episode one, and it's a Bible talks. So, am I supposed to say a Bible? Well, is that what you're going to say? The gift from heaven, oh. <laughs> salvation, the oh, Son of God. That's the best gift we've well, all received. You, okay, so well, the no, way this some works, some of us may not have received it, and if you have not, you can know today. So the way sure this works is this: Heather <laughs> is supposed to come in and give a surprise question to me for fun, and today's yes. is. What's the, the best, best gift, gift I ever received? Yes. Um, We're all waiting in great anticipation. Best gift. And then you have to do it too, right? Yeah. Okay. I've already got mine. All right. But I don't want to say mine until you say yours. Okay. Best gift I ever received, I would have to say, was years ago for Christmas, you bought what? me. Yes. You got me that coin collection. Oh, it, yes. And uh, and I th- I don't know how you got it. I think you I won, won it. it. I didn't even pay for it. I went to this coin shop to buy something else that you wanted. So I collect coins. And I put my name in a raffle. They draw one every month. And yeah. we won. Like Jonathan we was won. a baby. And it was this cool little set. What's in it? Like a penny, a, an old. Okay. So it was, it, was like, it, it was it was a 150 year old collection. It, it like included the coins. silver dollar. Yeah. It included the quarter, it included the penny, it included the nickel, included everything that they had during that time. It was really, really It was cool. in a nice case. Yeah. So it was yeah, great. It was the best gift. And we, we were like no money. We at had that no time. money. So yes. it was awesome too. Right. I've sold Because you were a little nervous. <laughs> you were a little nervous no, when I true. gave it to you. I remember <laughs> that. And then when I was like, I couldn't wait to tell you, I got it for free, you know? Yeah, I was so. really nervous. I remember opening yeah. like, oh my word, we're not going to eat for a month. Yeah. And you won it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the best yeah. gift you ever received. My best gift goes was it whenever back my, to my childhood. Was it when my father at the altar <laughs> gave, gave you to you me? That's not how to, weddings work. Oh, I forget. You have a very confused oh, I thought, memory. I thought of it our was wedding. my hand in marriage. No, no. Okay. Um, no, the best gift that I ever received, I remember it very distinctly. Yeah. And it's a Batman board game. A Batman board game. And it game. was from back in the day. And by the way, I didn't watch like the cool Batman. We watched old stuff, and so I watched. 
the old Adam West, Burt Ward, yeah, Batman series, one. and Bur- Burt Ward was so cute as Dick Grayson. Okay, and so again, we're we're, we're discussing <laughs> another one of your childhood crushes, which was Robin, Burt yeah. Ward from the original yes, Batman thank series. You. Oh, okay. Yeah. Our producer Crystal over here is is shaking her head yes, and now she's googling him on the on her phone. I made up my own super character to go with his. He wow. was Robin. Yeah. I was Skylark. Yeah. And I would, we had dirty rags from like the back of an old truck and I would cut them into masks and make my friends play. And I would talk them. I would trick them as a bad friend. I would trick them into being Batgirl. It's like you could be older and you could date Batman and you could be Batgirl. And you were Skylark. I was Skylark who I looked up in the encyclopedia and found a bird name that I didn't know. And it sounded kind of cool. It kind of does sound like a comic book character. You know what? Let's shut this thing down. I gotta go write a comic book series. Well, you could probably get hired by DC. They make yeah. the movies now. Hey, that's supposedly. my idea. You've all heard it here first. If, if you see a movie and there's a Skylark in it, somebody owes me some money. Yeah, because because somebody listening to this podcast, the <laughs> ten people that listen to this <laughs> podcast, one of them happens to work for DC. Uh, but anyway, I digress. So you love Batman I love and Robin, that and you love that. It was at Christmas, my brother see, Kevin I didn't watch and his them. wife Janine. Yeah. I don't know where they found I guess they found it because the new movies had come out, which okay. I was oblivious to. Yeah, in the 80s. But I remember this little board game. Like, you could take the bat boat down the river. You huh. could take the bat copter over there. And there were all the villains. And it was such a surprise. And it was truly one of my favorite gifts ever. And it was also the year they had to sleep over at the house. They were newly married, but they had to sleep there because so of the snow. So you got to play with it was just them like, and everything? Yeah, it was just wow. this perfect little Christmas memory. Yeah. So. Yeah. My Batman board game, and I sold it, y'all. I can't believe it. It's I don't let go of things a lot, but you sold the. It was in the yard sale this. years ago when, as a kid, and like yeah. if I could get that game back, right? Then I, would, I should. I should go on eBay. Try to find it on eBay, and then it would just go sit in our closet. It and I'd never play closet. it, and yeah. yeah. See, but. I didn't watch that Batman growing up. The one I watched was it was nineteen eighties, early nineties. They had the animated Batman series. Oh, I yeah. loved that one. Well, I gotta tell you, the one we watched was like a comedy, but I didn't know it. I was so innocent, and naive. And I do remember thinking, it's weird that they're talking about dental hygiene when they're climbing <laughs> up a wall, you know. And then I thought, well, they just want us kids to know, yep. you know, that we yep. need to brush our teeth. That's important. My little innocent self had no clue that it was a comedy. And I did. I noticed it's pot belly, but I just thought, well, you know, he's so still d- strong. <laughs> oh, no, still, you remember that? Yeah, Adam his West blues, had the pot belly. Yeah. belly, yeah, sticking out. Yeah. So. so that was the greatest gift you ever received. Yeah, and the greatest gift memorable. that our audience ever received was this brand new podcast called <laughs> The Bible Talks with Josh and Heather. Today is going to be a theological discussion entitled The Existence of God. Yeah, it's over. It's under the broader category of theology in and of itself. Which can sound like a big scary thing. Yeah, you know, Or not. boring even. And right. it's really not because it's a study of God. And what is more fascinating and life-giving than knowing him. Right. And and it can get scary if you're going to go so super deep, uh, like theologians often do, but they're not doing that with us today mm-hmm. because it's you and me, and we can't go that deep, I suppose. <laughs> Speak for yourself, pal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, under theology, the concept of the existence of God, here's the question. How can we know that God exists? Like, what does that look like? What, is the, what does that concept really uh, play out? First of all, we have to understand the concept of theology itself. Theology, the word, comes from two Greek words, theos, meaning God, and logos, meaning word or doctrine. So this is the doctrine of God himself. Um, now, there are two concepts of theology. There's the high concept of theology that, that encompasses all of 
uh, religious studies, but then there's the theology proper. That's what we're talking about. Uh, the study of God the Father, I guess we could say. And it begins, the existence of God, the discussion begins with this, this question. Is there an assumption of God's, God's existence? That is, can we, can we assume that God exists? That's one of the things you find in the Bible. There is a natural already beginning with this concept of there is a God. And the even Bible with cultures. Assumes. David Livingston wrote that as he was uh, traveling and seeing different cultures, he was fascinated because every culture had some kind of deity. Oh, you yeah. know, someone that they were worshiping. Yeah, there's a there's a natural tradition that falls into that. Absolutely. The Bible itself actually it begins with an assumption. It doesn't begin Genesis chapter 1 by saying, okay, sit down. Now let me explain to you why we believe there is a God. It doesn't begin that That would way. be weird if the Bible said sit down. Yeah, it would. I, I, Especially if you were already seated. I'm just saying. It would be very, very, <laughs> it would be awkward. Could you imagine Moses? <laughs> I wonder if Moses actually began every one of his book, you know, talks by saying, okay, everybody sit down in the desert. Everybody yeah. sit down. But then the you know the person who maybe is like writing out his words, maybe he just cut that out. Maybe he actually yeah. did begin that way. Sit down, and then he just cut it out. And then he began by saying, "In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth." What do you think? You think it was edited? <laughs> I I'm think not that's saying heresy. that the Bible has been edited. Look, this is only the very you heard first. It here first. This is only folks. the first heretical concept <laughs> oh. that our our audience will hear oh, over the Lord, many years and episodes us. to oh, come. Oh my goodness! I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Because this is simply theology, right? So there is a God. Look, Genesis chapter 1 opens up. It doesn't argue for God's existence. It just states as a fact God exists. In the beginning, God mm -hmm. created the heavens and the earth. So there's this natural assumption that God is there. Yeah, the author doesn't have to prove himself. Right, right. It, hence, the book is there because the author gave Exist, the book. yes. Right. So the Bible begins, or a Christian theological point of view, it begins with an assumption that there is a God. And we have to accept by faith that God has given his word and that the word itself is from God. But some would say that that's circular reasoning. So the question would then begin, are there other proofs of the existence of God? Other proofs than just the innate knowledge. Right. Well, let's talk about innate knowledge. Talk about intuition. Well, the idea that, that there is something, a higher authority out there. For example, um, I get the privilege of doing counseling in yeah. our church. And yeah. I, one of the, my favorite things is premarital counseling. And and also counseling with, with new members and such. But especially in premarital, I remember had the nicest couple. And um, he actually was an, an unbeliever. Yeah. But he wasn't an atheist. You know, as someone who says, I don't believe in the existence of God. He believed that there was a God because it was obvious that, you know, this world was made by somebody. But he was what you would call um, a deist. Yeah. He believes there's a God, but he doesn't believe in a personal God who is involved with us. He believes in someone out there, which is such a sad thought, by the way. You know, he's not involved with us. He's not personally. He just kind of started the earth spinning and walked away, which is just a miserable, depressing concept to me. And, and by the way, I can see where they're coming from because one yeah. of the most amazing things to me that overwhelms my soul is the fact that God Almighty, who is so powerful, would care about yeah. one of the millions of tiny, tiny little people, yeah, insignificant yeah. creations that he made, and would care enough to be in intricately, intimately involved in my life. Sometimes people will say things like, okay, prove that there's a God. 
Well, to that, a good response would be prove that there is no God. The burden of proof falls upon the person who must prove that there is no God, or at least you can put it mm -hmm. back on them. So prove that there is no God. Well, how? <laughs> how could you prove that there is no God? Would you search the universe for him? Let's say that you go to one planet, right? And you find that on that planet, God does not exist. Okay, then maybe God was on another planet while you were doing that. The point is, how in the world could you prove that there is no God? Well, uh, and those, You would and have to way, be omnipotent and omnipresent to do just that. Right, and those that do study the universe in any expanse, one of the greatest minds, Albert Einstein, said, the more I study science, the more I believe in God. Yeah, and look at the scripture itself. Yes. Psalm number 114 says, The fool hath said in his heart there is no God. James chapter 2, verse 19 says, Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. According to what we see in scripture, there is a universal acceptance of God. And when you look around just humanity through the past, the present, and the, uh, throughout all of mankind, different cultures, there is this tradition that God exists. And, you know, I want to bring up something here is also sometimes I think people use terms that they're not really always aware of what it actually like means. What For mean? example, um, Pew Research did a study, and this is a few years old, but they found that 8% of those who call themselves atheists also say they believe in a God or a universal spirit. Okay, so okay, so you come to an individual and a uh, random 20-something uh, and you say, are you an atheist? Of course I'm an atheist. And do you believe in a God and they say, of course I believe in a God, some kind of a universal spirit that helps guide us. So you're saying that people So they are... may be more of a deist or something. So always yeah. ask for clarification. If you're engaging someone, you know, I mean, you don't treat them like they're, they're stupid, but try to find out, tell me more about that. Use questions to find out where they're coming from. Um, just for the record, and this is again from Pew Research in 2014 study, 3.1% of American adults say they are atheists when asked about their religious identity. Now, mm. again, how many of that 3% is really clear on what they believe. I'm not so sure about that. Well, that's fascinating to me. So you're saying 97% of Americans claim to be believe in a God of some kind. Right. And they may be, they may fall into that deist category. I mean, there's lots of different things. There's pantheism, which is obviously something that's kind of caught on over the years that yep. God is a little bit in everything. Right. God um, is in me. God yeah. is in you. God is in right. grandmother Willow. Uh, you have um, agnostics, which is different. I always get this one confused, but agnostics, say it's not that um, God doesn't exist, but he's there, but we can't know anything about him. See, this one I can respect a little bit more. Okay, so let's say you're not a Christian. You're not a Muslim. You're not Catholic. You're not a Buddhist. All right, fine. But you say to yourself, I don't know that I believe in God the way you do, and mm -hmm. I'm not even sure that I believe in a God. But at least an agnostic is um, intellectually honest enough to say, I don't know that you can prove that there's a God. I can get along with an agnostic. I can get around an agnostic. But somebody who says, who's an atheist, who says, there is no God, I know there's no God. Again, prove that there's right. no God. And you know, I really think a lot of times that belief system, atheism, comes from a lot of deep-rooted hurt. What do you mean? And Well, I think a lot of times there's been great disappointment in their life, um, great pain in their, their life. Uh, so the way to get back affected. at God. Well, and the idea is, is to say, I, I think to say, if there's a God, why would this bad, awful thing have happened? Yeah. So you maybe know? maybe there's just a misunderstanding and of, of who God is. And, and not, sometimes not by a the time we meet them in you know their journey of life, they are so hardened to that. Yeah. The idea we've because they've been years in that. So let me share these others, and then because uh, this is so interesting, I had never heard of this. Here's another belief system: 
Zoroastrianism, and I've been dying to say Zoroastrianism. That. <laughs> yes, of course. You know that, of course. I studied that in in theology classes. Sure. Yes. It's the belief that Zoro is God. Zoroastrianism. No. No. Oh, it I'm sorry. It is a belief that there are two distinct eternal um, realities. One's good and one's evil. And I loved it. I was sharing this with Crystal earlier because I'm so fascinated by Zoroastrianism, and she brought up like Star Wars. Yeah. So. Yeah. It is an ancient evil. belief that goes goes back to um, to early antiquity. It really is this idea of one side is good, one side is bad. You've yeah. got the yin and the yang. You've got complete good on one side, complete evil on the other, and Luke Skywalker right. and Darth Vader. And then polytheism, poly meaning many. Yeah. You've got many gods. That mm-hmm. would be found in, in religious systems like uh, Hinduism. Hinduism. Yes. Which, by the way, there's a little tidbit for you. Then when we went on our missions trip to India— it was amazing to me that it's not hard to get someone who's Hindu to come to church because what's adding one more God to the shelf? Right. But what made the big deal, and we saw this a lot, especially when made, they made the step of baptism, to say God. that Jesus is the only God yeah. to become a true Christian theist was a big, big step for them. Yeah. So is that all on, that's on your list? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you went through. I can make up some more, so you know, th- but that, that's the ones I had looked up because I thought it was interesting. So typically in the conversation of can you prove that there's a God, intuition is one way, tradition is another. Another one would be just reason. Um, by looking around us, it seems obvious that somebody of intelligence created what we see, put in order, organized the material universe. And so often they go to um, theologians and apologists uh, we'll go to two arguments, and that is cause and effect and design and designer. Let's talk about both of those. Design and designer is my favorite. Yeah. So I, that's someone I want to address. I'm not sure, honestly, I'm thinking through cause and effect. I may need a refresher. I don't know if I know that one. But design and designer makes perfect sense to me, and that's where it's difficult for me to to share this argument and for someone not to just get it because it makes so much sense. The idea is that everything that is intricately designed had a designer. Right. Uh, oh, you order a watch and you take it all apart and you throw those parts together in a box, you shake them up, they're not going to form a watch again. Yeah. And to me, I look around the world, even this broken world, broken by the curse of sin, and it's so clear that the way our bodies function, the intricacy, the, the, the very space that this earth inhabits, <laughs> like that we're not just a smidgen closer to the sun or further away, right. you know, freezing or, or burning up. Just everything is too perfectly done. Right. It's a beautifully Power. designed yes. world. How could it just have been an accident? For example, I heard the same illustration, not with the watch, but with the car. What do you do if you take a Mercedes? You take every single piece of part, you put it in a box, shake it up. What do you get? You get a Hyundai. Oh, <laughs> that's right. We, and, and I'm just kidding. driven a Hyundai before. We had a Hyundai so for seven years and we driver, loved it. We've been there. We, yeah. we do now, that. We've moved too. up, though, in the world from a Hyundai to a Honda. Yeah, I'm not sure that's much of a jump. It really is not. So <laughs> anyway, but. But design and designer. How, how in the world could we look at the intricacies, let's say, of the human body and say that that just happened to come? Where there is a design, there must be a designer. And without a designer, mm-hmm. the question is, how could this all exist? And then people would say, well, it's just a 
major cosmic accident. And that's where we would come back to rationale and say, really, how could that rationally be any kind of question? So there are many. So what's the cause and effect? Cause and effect is, is related to the idea. Man's observation of this world confirm a marvelous effect. So if there is a, an effect that is this world, there must be a cause to give this world. A um, yeah. Design and designer. The concept of design and designer goes more specifically into the intricacies of the design. But looking at the effect of the world... Well, we say, look, we have a planet, we have a universe, we have a solar system. This is an effect. Without a cause, there is no effect. It's a scientific principle, concept. So, so there's the idea. The, the scriptures behind this would be like Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 4. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. Right? Mm. I mean, you don't look at a house and say, wow, man, look at that house right. that just grew <laughs> out of the forest. No, somebody built that house. Of course mm -hmm. somebody built that house. Well, then who built the world? And that is God. God built the world. You know, Good. now when it comes to all these different theisms that you talked about, there's monotheism. And maybe our audience would be interested in understanding in this concept. When it comes to monotheism, there are three world religions that would be monotheistic. What would those be? Okay, this is a good—we've not discussed this. No. So I want you to know this is off the cuff. Off the cuff. You can do it. Buddhism? No, not Buddhism. Really? No. But Buddhism isn't Buddha would be the more only? pantheistic. I didn't. Oh, because yes, I can see that. God is in all. Okay, so are we counting Christianity as one? Christianity okay, being one. Gotten, that was so dumb. I didn't mention that first. Well, okay. You, are you a Christian? Yes. Okay. Well, there <laughs> so you go. I should have gone there first. Should have gone there first. Um, how about one God? Islam. Islam. Yes, and their God they would call Allah. Yes. So they would believe in one God, and they they, they would say, and his prophet is Muhammad. Yes. And so you have Christianity, Islam, and and within Christianity, you're counting like obviously the 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 wide tree of Christianity. Sure, all of okay. Christianity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So Christendom. Yes. So I'm trying to think the other one. Judaism. Our our producer just gave it Judaism. I cheated yes. and I totally stole that answer. Now you're probably thinking, See, well, Judaism would part I, of Christianity. I relate so much. Yes, right. I relate so much. You would of say their that we would be a branch is, of is Judaism, faith, yes. right? Branch off. So so no no. So the three world religions, as understood like by secularists, would be that Judaism. That's a dirty thing to Christian. do to your wife. Yeah, but this is what I do. Look, so. part of this podcast <laughs> and radio show is just to you know. Is this just for me? Yeah, this is all for me. It's it's for me to teach you. Uh, theology. That's I'm exactly to this right. Chair? <laughs> it's no, 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 all starting to make sense now. Please, someone no, no, send help. <laughs> the restraints no. are for your protection. Oh my goodness! So just stay seated. <laughs> okay. So one of the big questions people have in the ex in the question of the existence of God is the problem of evil. Evil um, yes. exists. So if if there's a good God, why do bad things happen? Right. Exactly. And and because bad things happen. The Either fact that there God, is no good God. He's not in control and can't stop it. Right. Or he's a really bad God. Yeah. Because he doesn't stop right. these atrocities. So we can clearly look back and say, okay, terrible things, earthquakes, mm -hmm. deformities, um, sadness upon people, the death of innocence. Um, there cannot be a good God. I remember when Jonathan, we were out walking and he was just probably about, I don't know, four years old. Just a little guy, and that concept hit him because he knew. Like, he right. was singing Jesus Loves Me and everything, but we're walking along, and he sees a bee. And, of course, like most kids, he's scared of the bee. And he looked up at me with those big eyes and said, Mommy, if if God is good, why do bees sting us? Why did he make bees with stingers? And the answer to that is, well, he didn't make them to sting. 
that's because of sin. And we talked about it. It was yeah. a great chance as a mom and a son to talk about how the world was different, what it was intended to be, and that what broke God's perfect world was sin itself. Yeah, so for us, if we go back to the theology of the Garden of Eden and what actually happened in the early state of man, that the, that the world itself was created to be a perfect place without evil, but man chose to sin because God created man with a free will. And so we would see the natural result of evil having been a, um, a, a natural result of sin that entered into the world because man chose to sin, which we don't really have time to discuss in this episode. We're going to get into that when we talk yeah. more about soteriology and harmatology, the doctrine of salvation and sin, and anthropology, the doctrine of man. But for to state, okay, how can we say that there is a good God, but there is evil in the world? The answer, theologically, from a Christian worldview is that sin brought evil into the world. But the wonderful part about that that we sometimes forget to explain is that God is so good yeah. that he does not leave the world in this broken state. He is going to bring it back to it. He's going to redeem it. He's mm. going to restore it. He's right. in the business of restoration. He doesn't throw things away. It's not his nature. Right. So we would, we would once again point to redemption itself mm. and that God's plan is not only to redeem mankind, but really to redeem all of creation yeah. from the sin and He's from the He's not fall. going to remake this world and start all over. He's going to take this broken world and bring it to what he originally intended it, which, boy, talk about a great personal truth for us as Christians, is the fact that God doesn't leave us in our broken state. He is going to complete the work that he starts in us. That's a Bible promise of just the goodness of God. Yeah. So if we talk about not only the existence of God, in the next episode, we're going to talk about how God reveals himself, at least within the next theological discussion we have. That's my favorite part, because that's what really, yeah, how does God reveal really convinces me of him. Um, you know, I want to close with this thought. As we think about talking about the existence of God, uh, C.S. Lewis had saw, said this. He said, there have been men before who got so interested in proving the existence of God that they came to care nothing for God himself, mm. as if the good Lord had nothing to do but to exist. And I thought, you know, we have to be careful. Some of us are very good researchers, and we really do, I think out of a heart of love, want to share the truth. But sometimes we become so focused on lining up our points. And we should be knowledgeable. We should be ready to give an answer. But we become so focused on being ready. And you know what? I think the best way to prove him is to pursue him. The thing that's going to win someone's heart and mind for the Lord is not a huge paper, um, you know, a thesis on God's existence. It's really not. And those are out there. They can be wonderful tools. But what is going to win someone's heart is God in you. It's when we are living out the power of who he is, that is what shows someone, I believe, God exists and I need to know him. And I think you're exactly right. Thank you so much for listening to episode number one of the Bible Talks with Josh and Heather. Now, on the next episode, we're going to discuss that other type of a discussion, biblical fascination. So we're going to be sharing a topic that's just fascinating, kind of things that we talk things about interested within in. the scripture. And which one specifically are we going to be looking at in episode two? You want me to share that? I it's do. a surprise. I want you to preview it. What is it? I don't know if I should. I no, think... no, no. I think our audience wants us to. All right. We're going to talk about our favorite Bible characters. Favorite Bible characters. So some of these episodes are theological discussions. Some of them are just biblical fascinations. And, and I think you're going to like episode yeah, number two. Yeah, it is a fun one. If you'd like to connect with us further, uh, like our Facebook page, The Bible Talks with Josh and Heather. Here, we can interact with you, take requests for upcoming episodes, and answer your questions. 
And we'd love to end by asking you to do one thing for us. Subscribe to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure that you hit that little button that you subscribe to hear all of the podcasts that are coming up. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, when the Bible talks, we'd better listen.